the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And I want to welcome you to another Monday edition of Lifeline. So glad to be with you on this November 30th, 2020. Tomorrow will be December 1st, and then we'll have approximately 34 days before we enter into the year 2021, the ubiquitous year 2021. I have no idea how to even frame the year forthcoming for you uh, and me, but the more I look at the different... uh, uh, a landscape uh, prognostications, the landscape uh, estimations, the professionals, the experts, people who are um, who are paid actually to talk about our future, whether that be in the economy, whether that be um, in the political realm, whether that be uh, in in the area of our uh, medical. Uh, industry, particularly right now, given what we're dealing with, whether we're talking about globalism or whether we're talking about nationalism, all of those categories, which are just uh, bubbling over with information, bubbling over with concerns, bubbling over with uh, with uh, with aspirations to to shape the future. A lot will be taking place in uh, the year 20. 21, but between now and 2021, I mean, from the present today, and uh, by the way, you're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline, and I happen to be your host, Jesse Gistan. Glad to do it. Glad to be with you. Glad to hang out with you um, and to talk with you today for the next two hours, exercising our constitutional rights uh, to engage in spiritual things, to engage in uh, can can avoid the political issues that are surrounding us, and I am sure at least a good seventy to eighty percent of you do want to engage in what is, uh, at least from an earthly perspective, an extremely controversial, and very serious electoral process that we are engaging in. We would not be uh, performing our duty well as Americans if we were negligent, if we were careless, apathetic, and indifferent to the privileges we have as citizens, free citizens, by the way, uh, based upon our constitutional rights, to do what we're doing in order to maintain a republic where men and women can uh, engage in all sorts of rights that many people around the world covet but could never have. And uh, we've argued that many of those rights are in danger now. They are being uh, threatened. They are being challenged, have been. We have lost uh, a significant portion of our freedom for almost the last 10 months now. If you didn't know, you have. I'll tell you what, I was reading an article by John Hopkins Hopkins the other day, one of the big medical institutions on the East Coast, and a particular lady, her last name is Briand, Geneva, Geneva Briand had did an assessment. She had did a webinar assessment on the COVID-19 actual um, death 
uh, rate and summation, if that's the way you can put it, over the year uh, 2019, from 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 uh, from the beginning, uh, made, let's state, let's say March of 2019, all the way up to September 2019, and boy, did she get some heat from her assessment. Here's the reason why. And she's a she's an economist. She's a mathematician. She's also in the medical field. Big, big, smart cookie. Couple PhDs, and and she actually works for John Johns Hopkins uh, Medical Institution out there. And again, her webinar exposed the fact that notwithstanding the 250 plus deaths that we have had, allegedly uh, supposing that they were directly related to COVID-19, and many of us know better than that, particularly the people that I know that are in the medical field that have to actually uh, be engaged in the process of tagging people who die as having COVID because whatever pre-existing conditions they may have had that led to their death, uh, to tag them with COVID uh, has all kinds of economic remunerations and benefits that made it not only uh, uh, essential to do in order to get paid by the government since this COVID event has not only uh, shut us down in terms of a, a lack of movement in our own lives and bodies, but the economy has been devastated. That's another area of absolute alarming concern. If you think through, one third of all the restaurants in America have shut down since that time and will not be coming back and so many other things in relationship to that have been utterly devastated by the choices that many governors have made to uh, to close their states down. Uh, California is in an absolute mess. You probably don't know that because the media will not paint the significant, significant consequences of the kind of uh, choices that our uh, governors have made to do the things that they have. Not all the states have done that. You want to, you want an example of a sterling uh, uh, state of wisdom and yet productivity and success. Uh, look at South Dakota. Uh, her name is Miss Gnomes. I forget she's Governor Gnomes. I forget her first name, but she gave an outstanding speech. Uh, at Hillsdale College about why she would not follow the route with the rest of the country to shut her her uh, her state down. Fundamentally, she said, I couldn't I wouldn't do it because I couldn't do it. It was not her right to make the kind of parental judgments that our governor and many governors are making in terms of what should be open and what should be closed. And her state has passed with flying colors. It stayed open all the time. And they used just discretion in the areas in which they should have because they understood the data that older people with comorbidity, morbidity, uh, with uh, with existing pre-existing conditions were in much more of a uh, danger zone for not only contracting it but suffering significantly from it. Largely, everybody else, it's uh, it's a discomfort. It's a it's it can be like the flu, and in some cases, with the younger people, almost kneel, uh, if you will. So why all of this worldwide panic? Why all of this worldwide shutdown? Now moving into the second stage of it. Well, if you look at her number, she said in the year 2019, the year before, the same time that COVID hit us in 2020, that same period of time from 2019 around March to 2019 in September, 
Guess what? For the demographics of people who died during the uh, COVID period here in 2020 from March to September, uh, the, the demographics of those who died, there was almost no difference in the demographics of those who died the year before. You won't hear that in your major media outlets. And uh, uh, the CDC is challenging what she said, and yet she pulled most of that information off of the CDC website. Can you imagine that? Out of all of the huckamaboo, out of all of the noise, out of all of the ranting, out of all of the propaganda and manipulation of the voices that you and I have been hearing, having people so freaked out that they aren't even leaving their homes, that in reality, there was very little difference in the death of those with the same type of demographical problems, comorbidity and pre-existing conditions, as I stated before, almost no difference whatsoever. So what's going on? You and I better wake up to the reality that our, our governments frequently take calamities and crises and use them for their own overarching agendas. And this one here happens to be, in my opinion, uh, significantly, significantly employed for goals that they want to achieve in the year 2021. Uh, I'll tell you, it's a, a, a sad, a sad, sad reality. And getting back to uh, really what's going on right now with this whole controversy around the election, I've got several questions I want to raise uh, towards you and to hear from you on them if you wish to engage me in the right and privilege and uh, discipline and civil uh, exchange of words on this Monday edition of Lifeline. By the way, the number is one 367 Here's the questions that I want to put to you before I take a break, and then I'll come back, talk with you a little bit more, and begin to engage your phone calls. How is it that other countries looking at the unfolding of our election process this year can easily detect what's transpiring with great confidence and acuity of speech, with clarity of understanding. How is it that the Philippines, South Africa, Vietnam, Central America, and other countries so clearly can assess what's taking place in the methodology, the controversy, the arguments, the different things that you have already heard occurring if you are one that's doing the research? How is it that they know? Watch this. And how is it that Americans are ambivalent or confused as to what all of this uproar is about? Also, how is it possible that so many officials, election employees, it takes tens of thousands of election employees to actually pull off this thing called the elections, and it costs billions of dollars to do? How is it that so many officials, so many governors, so, so many mayors, so many uh, people that are in key positions, elected employees, companies and businesses uh, are conspiring to steal an election. That, that, that would be the question for me. How is, that, how is that possible that so many people can be engaged in it? Because this is a huge allegation to say that from governors and mayors and city councilmen on down could be engaged in this. You would have to be utterly insane if you are totally baseless in that allegation. Fourthly, how could all this effort on the part of so many individuals be nothing but a temper tantrum um, or are merely a sore loser's, uh, if you will, uh, tantrum? 
uh, as as so many people want to put it, you know, Donald Trump is just having a temper tantrum. Really? You brilliant American people, you first world country American people, you elite of, of the world of logic and rationale, really is all of this that's taking place, which you have probably never seen in your lifetime ever occur on this level of controversy and extended engagement in, in the political sphere. You're going to just simply say this is a bunch of smoke and mirrors? Really? Also, here's another thing I want to say before the break. Why is it that they are calling Mr. Joe Biden the president-elect when there are three major constitutional processes that must take place before he could be formally and rightly and properly called the president-elect, let alone the president of the United States somewhere around January 20th? Do you know those three processes that take place? It's kind of like somebody is running the race, but they haven't finished. They haven't crossed the line. They haven't hit the yellow tape. The cameras haven't gone off and officially declared them the winner. Why are so many people declaring him the winner beforehand? And what's wrong with that? What's immoral about that? What's dangerous about calling someone um, having finished something when they haven't done it yet? Is, 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 does the word manipulation come to mind, bias come to mind? It reminds me of two kings in the Old Testament I'm going to talk about after the break who set themselves up to be king, and everybody was wondering, were they really king? And in fact, they were not, and they got snatched from them. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. Two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 I'm looking forward to talking to you. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. Uh, all the lines are full. Let me see here. I will actually start with the ladies first on line number four. Let's go to line number four and talk with Gloria in Winnipeg on line four. Gloria, are you there? Hi, Pastor Jesse. How are you? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Um, okay. I'm sorry, I don't know what the topic is, but I just wanted to say we're going crazy here. <laughs> how come? How come? Pardon me? How come? How come? How come? How, uh, when we say we, how come? What part of Canada is going crazy? Certain parts of Canada have already been crazy, so tell me. <laughs> what parts? What parts of Canada well, is going crazy? Well, um, our uh, premier. I'm in Manitoba, right? And our premier is and um, is not even letting us. I can't. I have, uh, as you know, I have a grandson. I haven't seen him for months. Uh, there can only be about two people or just a family in the house. Uh, he has. Uh, Outlawed uh, buying any toys, non-essentials that he sure. calls it. Sure. Sure. Uh, like he's going crazy. Like it's and there's hardly been any. You know, I mean, I know. I mean, I'm older too, but uh, there's maybe been about sixty-five. Uh, deaths since uh, this COVID thing, but sure. not a lot. And sure. uh, but th he's going crazy, like it's it's crazy, like he's like a communist, like he's another Hitler. <laughs> well, do you understand what's going on? Are you guys aware 
of um, of what what this uniformity of behavior is about. Are you are you guys digging, excavating, if you will, doing the research to understand why there is a uniformity on so many of the uh, leaders around the world to push towards this massive uh, exercise of control over its citizens that are utterly unconstitutional, unreasonable, and and certainly unhealthy and unreasonable meaning. You have just stated, Gloria, that you know you, the cases of deaths in in Canada, particularly the area in which you are living, are so low that it doesn't merit at all this kind of uh, this kind of reaction. So this reaction is rooted in an in another agenda, in another goal, in another plan, another purpose that has nothing at all to do with COVID. This is one of my opening comments that I made about. The research that Ms. Briand did, Geneva Briand from Johns Hopkins Medical Institution, I think is in New York, but it's certainly on the East Coast, and they are very, very competent in dealing with analysis. And they were stating that the deaths of people who are in the demographic of those who died largely here in 2020 um, to the tune of 250,000 people uh, was almost exactly the same the year before when we did not have uh, COVID-19, which means it's not that we don't have it. It doesn't mean that it's not significantly problematic for some people, but it does mean that what's happening in terms of our states are much bigger than what people want to admit and be concerned about because it implies that these governments are up to something else that has nothing to do with the scientific facts of COVID. And would you guys, would you guys even have a hint as to what that is? Exactly. Uh, my husband and I, we're really up on things. We have been for a long time. We listen to, uh, we get a, um, um, we get uh, Mike Adams, uh, his stuff. We listen to, um, we get thing, articles from Health Impact News. Yep, yep. And they have all kinds of interesting things on health and what's going on in the world from other doctors and different things. So, yeah, we're, we're very up on everything. Um, but anyhow, one of the most important reasons why I'm calling is um, I want to know how can I get your tapes, uh, some of your CDs. Right now, besides always listening to your messages and learning so much, I've been doing the Psalms and different mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm. And I want to know how can I get your uh, CDs because what if the what if the internet comes down? I want to be able to have your messages. Right yeah, now, you know all, all, all of our stuff, all of our stuff is easily accessible. If you call the office, for sure, my secretaries will actually make sure that you get them in CD form and they're there. Whatever series you want, we go back decades. I mean, people are still talking to me about um, absolutely phenomenal experiences in, in the book of Romans. But we have a whole Psalm series, too, that we've done for years <laughs> Uh, because I just love uh, preaching the gospel out of the Psalms and the Psalm series we did last year in Psalm 91 will be an absolute blessing to you, particularly right now. So remember Psalm 91, we did that last year 
um, get that series because Psalm 91 actually deals with the warfare that the believer is in the midst of. And this one will be a real blessing to you. But even before that, the years before that, those Psalms are great. And you are so um, astute, Gloria, because there will be a, a pinching off of the freedoms and liberties that we will have to communicate with each other around the world via the control factors of, um, of Google, Facebook, and others because they have already played uh, unhealthy, very unhealthy and ungodly uh, elements, uh, played significant uh, elements in what's going on over the last couple of months. It's really sad that it's happening and it's going to require a government here in America that I don't think we have yet to know how to put big business in its place. Um, and I don't know if it's going to actually happen because so many people in our in Washington are corrupt. That's one of the reasons why our elections are going off the rail the way that it is, because um, if the truth gets out, many, many, many of our leading politicians will be exposed for having sold America out to uh, globalism around the world. And that's exactly what's going on right now. So, yeah, we're all concerned about the loss of free speech, because that's exactly how communism dominates their own countries around the world as well. If they can make sure that you don't hear what you need to hear to embolden you or to enlighten you or to guide you in the direction you should go, uh, then they have to always worry about a an intelligent uprising that will oppose their agenda, because Marxism and socialism only works by lying to people. This is what we're concerned about in our present elections. Uh, we know that Marxism lies. It just lies to people. And it knows that the vast majority of people who are not grounded are biased and they will buy into lies. And, uh, and that becomes problematic when somebody is not on the other side of you saying the opposite of you and bringing the credible evidence against you when you're lying to uh, to to the public and to your citizens. And this is where freedom is a dangerous thing for Marxism and socialism, because freedom allows for the marketplace of ideas and challenges and opposition and debate and criticism and critique and uh, an exposure of the fallacies of arguments and, and assumptions and things of that nature. And we're fast losing that in our in our nation. So all you got to do, Gloria, is call the office. You can find that uh, number readily on our website, 510-886-9782, 510-886-9782. And our secretaries will be glad to mail them out to you faithfully. They're going to probably have to end up mailing them in some kind of other package because the way Canada is functioning today, they don't, they wouldn't want any kind of gospel to get to you guys in whatever form it would get there, particularly if it's the kind of gospel that will open your eyes up to the uh, nefarious behavior of its leaders. But we're going to we're going to see if we can help you with that. Thanks for the call. I got to take a hard break. Would love to hear from you again. Uh, this is the Monday edition of Lifeline. One line open, one 888 We'll be right back. All right, we're back. The time is 5.37 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. You're listening to your host, Jesse Gistan. Let's go to line number three and talk with Lynn in the Bay Area. Lynn, are you there? Yes. Hi, how Hi. are you? Hi, uh, Pastor. How are you? Jesse. Yes. I'm good. 
Because you're gonna have you're gonna have to cut your radio down so that we don't sound like we are on Mars and having conversations with Martians. Okay. <laughs> I thought I had these I had these big ear earmuff things on. I thought it would cover it. But anyway, Jesse, I'm so thank you for taking my call. Sure. How are I, you? I, I'm good. I I call you. I, I talked to you like last year. Well, I talked to you several times. I'll just say that. But during this election time, I, I, I had not been listening to you. And I okay. wish, I regret not listening to you from the beginning of the, you know, when the election. The COVID event. The COVID, the COVID yeah, event. COVID, all of it. All of it. Yeah, the COVID. Because I, I caught you last week and I'm just, everything you said was just right on. Just what I, you know, things, I, I'm not saying I'm as bright as you, but I, you know, I said, I missed out. I said, because I've been all alone. Sure. Nobody agreed with anything I said right. about the election, the COVID, whatever, you know. Well, that's a right. different issue of COVID, but it's the same. But Jesse, I just couldn't believe everything you were saying. It was just like, I got to call him next time, next week, and I had to mm-hmm. write your number down. Mm-hmm. But Jesse, did you? Um, I, I just can't believe what happened to the election. I have to say this. I'm probably around the same age as you, so I'm a grandmother, eight grandkids and all that, and a great-grandmother, actually. But, you know, and I'm black. Yes. And uh, all my life, all of my life, I'm I'm the last of five children, my parents' children, and um, we always voted. They always taught us to vote, and but they never told us how to vote, who to, you know, right, who to vote. Right, but right. just by habit, we all voted Democrat. Right. For all these years, Jesse, that's all we did. Yep. And as far as I know, everybody, you know, all my siblings. But something happened this year to me. Mm-hmm. And everything just changed. My whole mind. And I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I've actually been to your church several times. Sure. And um, I love it. Yeah, it was. But uh, Jesse, it it's like I, I I just couldn't believe what was going on. I mean, things just start happening. Twenty soon as twenty twenty hit, things just changed. But God kind of showed me because I just shut myself down from the world. Actually, meaning from people, the wrong right. people in my life, and all that about right, uh, right. back in fifteen, back in twelve. So I just okay. been seeking the Lord. That's why I end up at your church, you know, trying to seek the Lord again. You know, I was raised in the church, my father. Right. But anyway, yeah, he taught us the way of the Lord, Church of God in Christ. Sure. And um, actually, we just lost him uh, right before the corona was announced. Uh, he, okay. he passed January the 30th. Wow. We, we Sorry to hear that. Yes, thank you. We buried them. I was the last one to see them, just like my mom. We lost her. Same thing. I was the only sibling to see my parents just within minutes to an hour that they passed. And they all, right. they both passed suddenly. But the deal right. is, he, and then we had the funeral services uh, the next month, you know, February the 13th. I think it was a Thursday. Then mm-hmm. I got sick. Wow. I had to be run to the hospital. I had all the symptoms of Corona, right? But they didn't. I was at Kaiser. They they was asking me these weird questions. Had I traveled? Was I exposed to Ebola? And I, I couldn't even. My temperature was one hundred and three point four. Right. So they never diagnosed me. But my oldest brother, I'm the youngest. He's the oldest. He believed I had it. 
and I had all I had a lot of the symptoms. It took about three months for me to recover. But Got anyway, it. make a long story short, get back to the election. So then now, you know, the election going on. But anyway, like I said, my mind just changed. I, mm-hmm. I started listening to the media and listening to some pastors mm-hmm. on TV, the TV, because I don't have cable anymore. So it was just the local pastors or whoever, not local, but. One of these big, I'm not going to name them, but one of these Sure, big, national uh, pastors. They're called national yeah, pastors. Yeah, it's only one on, really, that, and it's a Spanish one. But So I was watching them, and they were making me angry about stuff and and uh, things there, you know. And I'm like, oh, whatever. So then something, but it wasn't really them. I, I, I say it was the Lord. My whole mind changed about, the uh, uh, you know, who I was going to vote for. I voted for Trump. Okay. And for the first time, I voted Republican. But and my son, he was trying to figure out, because I wasn't telling anybody. I, right. I, I just felt like, you know. But my son told me, this is exactly what he told me. He said, if I would, because now I never told him, but he was insinuating. Right. And he he said, and then he starts saying I did it. And so I'm getting angry. Oh, you voted for Trump. I said, I didn't never tell you that. But anyway, make a long story short. He said, if I was not his mother, mm-hmm. he would not speak to me ever again right right and so it's really that deep and plus my whole family everybody god just kind of showing who everybody is so family i'm going through a lot and like Mm -hmm. i said i'm the youngest of the five so i have siblings nobody's speaking to me right so um basically just here alone and some other things going on but anyway so the election getting back to that i stayed up and i watched because i voted and I don't know if my vote went through. But what I learned, I was born and raised in California. I believe you said you was from Oakland. I was yes. raised in Oakland. Yes. And so this is all I know. It's the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And um, this is my point. I it, it, It's just, it changed so much. And I started seeing it years, about 15, like I said, 20 years. I said, the hearts of the people, I kept saying, the God kept saying, the hearts of the people change. But California, this is what I see. California is the most corrupt uh, state, state, state in, in, in the Union. America. In yes. America, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We, we, just open my eyes. And, and when y'all start hearing you talk, I said, Lord, I got to call them. Because God, God let you know, and I know you're a man of God, so you already knew, but I didn't know your views, you know. I understand. I heard you last week, and I was like, "Oh my God!" Because my news just changed. And so, now here's you know, what's going on. Because I got only got one minute with you, even though I, your okay. story is fascinating. Here's what's going on. You are having a shift. You are going through a conversion because you are being prepared for extremely difficult times. And this is how God actually begins to give direction to His people when they have oh actually. My God when they have been in the dark a long time. What you're going to be wanting to do from here on out, um, Lynn, is to actually exercise a greater level of love and patience with everyone who is not understanding and who is behaving like a heathen just because you didn't vote the way they voted or because you don't think the way they think. They, they are acting in ways that are demonstrating serious problems with their spiritual walk and the way that we're going to be the way we're going to be able to mitigate that because i got to take a break here is 
Don't react to any of their insinuations. Just understand that they are spiritually blinded and pray for them, engage them, love them, talk about everything under the sun that they want to talk about and pray for them earnestly because God is going to shake up our nation one more time in a very big way. That's going to be extremely problematic. And please hear what I'm saying because I got to let you go. Pray for God to open their eyes because you and I cannot open their eyes. We cannot open their eyes. And so reasoning and arguing and debating will not do it. Can I say this real quick, Pastor? I don't have no communication with any of them now. Well, well, pray for that to change. Pray yes. for that to change, yes. girl. Pray for that to change, and I'm hoping that you well, that do. That was before have, that. I, that was before that. They, some of them don't even know. That was before the, uh, yeah, my heart is hurt. I, I can't. My, we were so close Listen, as a family. I've so got to take even a break. Son. To all of the saints out there, y'all pray for our sister because she needs comfort and she needs fellowship. I've got to take a hard break. Thank you, Sister Lynn, for calling. We will keep you in mind in our prayer group. Uh, you're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. Your host, Jesse Gistan. Two lines open, one 367 Two lines open, one 367 It's spiritual blindness, and when that's the case, there is no argument. I'll be right back. All right, we have one line open, one 367 Three six seven five three two nine. Let's go to line one and talk with Mark in San Jose. Mark, what is your comment or observation today? Well, for one thing, I'd like to talk about Klaus Schwab. And if you go to go to Google, because Google is not a reliable uh, Google is not a reliable search agent. But if you go to DuckDuckGo uh, and type in uh, Klaus. Schwab, it will come up. Klaus wrote a book. He's a billionaire. And he, this year in 2020, where he says COVID-19 is nothing but an excuse to destroy America. And he says it's a good thing, you know, and he's helping to destroy America. And uh, you can also uh, type in about China. You're breaking up. You're breaking up on me. China says uh, COVID will destroy America. Did you hear that? Right. So uh, two yeah. things. Let's let's start back with uh, with with with, uh, with with Klaus Schwab because C L A U. No, it's Klaus. Like it's Klaus. I I know exactly what you're talking about. I talked about this two weeks ago, uh, Mark. I talked about Klaus Schwab being one of a litany of billionaire globalists who are part of the Great Reset. This is not. Um, old. This is not old news. This is not new news. This is not hidden news. It's, as you know, a lot of people are just not interested in what's really taking place. But as you are directing them to Klaus Schwab, um, if they were to actually begin to do the research, because he just wrote a book on it about the Great Reset, and he's yeah. talking about how you take a uh, a calamity, and this is old Marxist ideology. You take a crisis and use use it as an opportunity to control. You're right. This is about the collapsing of the economy, and your correlation with with Schwab and China is spot on. Right along with Google, right along with Facebook, and right along with many of the uh, Robert Barron billionaires that we all know that are involved in this, Bill Gates, et, et cetera, because it's all 
part of the same agenda. They took advantage of the coronavirus. And I'll talk about some of the origins of why this thing happened last uh, this thing happened last year with the coronavirus next week as uh, as Robert Kennedy Jr. laid out his his assessment of why we are dealing with this. But right. And what you meant, Mark, when you said that China said that America will be destroyed by the coronavirus is because China also knows being in the pocket of so many of the politicians that the goal is to destroy the economy, to destroy the yeah. economy and you therefore bring the whole system into a governance policy that fundamentally turns the nation into a welfare state and puts everybody on a cashless system. We, Many of us are very much aware of that in the economic world as well. So we've got a lot to deal with come 2021, and you know it. Yeah, and let's be telling people about the Jessica Scan show and the Craig Roberts show, because talk radio is something the Lord has blessed us with, which Democrats want to take away, like when Rush did away with the Fairness Doctrine, that's when Rush Limbaugh and other talk shows began. So that's one thing, listeners, that we can do. First pray and then put foot to your prayers by telling other people about KFAX. So get out there and, and do that. And also, if I could tell them to, uh, I was watching the Pennsylvania uh, state legislature. Phenomenal. Uh, and the Arizona state. Phenomenal. State, yeah. Mark, right. It was phenomenal. It the was. One in, the, yeah, the, we, one in, the one in Pennsylvania was phenomenal, Mark. Amen. So pray that they can implement this, and because to think think about this, the Secretary of State there and the governor are usurping the authority of the state legislature, which says in the Constitution they've got the power, and then the Democrats came around and changed the rules without even them knowing it. This whole thing right, is so, so fraudulent. So, so know, let me they, talk. Let me let me let me let me let me calm you down. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you for a few more minutes, and then I'll take uh, Jermaine at the top of the hour, and whoever else may call. Larry, you hold on to. So here's what I want to say, just to use you as a uh, a sounding board. So because it's important to frame your conversation for people to get it, Mark. Okay. So the 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 Giuliani team, which is the Trump's uh, lawyer advocates, have laid out their case before the Pennsylvania electorate. This is ten senators and congressmen. The arguments were incontrovertible. The evidence was obvious and clear. The experts were infinitely capable of de uh, demonstrating fraudulent behavior. They have more than enough witnesses to persuade the electorate in Pennsylvania of the coercion and collusion and uh, violation of our constitutional rights. So many indictments that they brought up there that that electorate is going to exercise its power to take back um, the uh, the authority from the uh, judges that uh, that basically wanted to certify the votes, but this means that Trump, uh, his his lawyer advocacy Giuliani and them have to go to the Supreme Court, and they will go to the Supreme Court because they're going to have to do the same thing here with Georgia. Although I don't know if the electorate in Georgia is going to exercise their authority, as you have rightly stated, they can take back the uh, the electorate from the uh, judicial system and determine what the electorate can be uh, for themselves, although they're not going to do that. They're going to send this all the way up to the Supreme Court. So you guys, we're going to be watching the constitutional 
constitutional principles work themselves out. They're going to work themselves out. And this is what we have to do. We have to be patient and learn because people are ignorant of the Constitution, just like church folk are ignorant of their Bibles. And this is why Americans have been hoodwinked into actually hating their country and being manipulated by uh, misinformation in the media, as you have asserted. So this process is going to continue to work itself out. But the other thing that you stated that I'm going to, um, to modify is this. Uh, talk radio is going to gradually go down the hill and it's all because of economics, just like what's going on in our government, our uh, senators, congressmen, our mayors, all of those guys, Nancy Pelosi, Feinstein, all of them are in the pockets of big business around the world, and they are globalists. Here's the term that you got to begin to understand, globalism versus nationalism. Globalism versus nationalism. The reason we are dealing with the battles we're dealing with now is because the vast majority of our House and Senate are men and women who are in the pocket of foreign money, including China, including Russia, including Iran, including many of the, including Europe, uh, and they want to turn our world into a global, uh, non-nationalized uh, uh, nation state by which there is universal law, uh, international law, and fundamentally a kind of masses, massive socialist agenda. That's what Klaus Schwab was talking about. And it will occur if we don't begin to oppose what's taking place, if we don't hold our elected officials uh, accountable, if what takes place in Pennsylvania, Mark, takes place in Georgia, begins to take place in California, begins to take place in other states where the people rise up and exercise the authority that they have from a constitutional standpoint. If, if that begins to occur, then we can see some turnaround. If we let this uh, election stand as it is, and Joe Biden gets in, he's already let everybody know in coded language that we're going global. He plainly said it. No one wants to listen. You got to be able to hear the language. We're going global. We will be a better country. That terminology, a better, bigger and better country is a global term. And this is why all of the mess that you guys are seeing out there is taking place. So it's important for you to be prudent, for you to be thoughtful, for you to be aware, because changes are going to be imminent over the next several weeks and months, and particularly if Joe Biden gets in office, um, we're going to find ourselves dealing with, Mark, more of a uh, entrepreneurial mode of communication because your major media outlets, including radio, are going to succumb to the Leviathan. And this is why a lot of talk show hosts are already uh, firing up the podcast because podcast is right now a kind of uh, new tech, um, if you will, uh, 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 radio ministry by which people can actually hear what people have to say with very little censoring going on. Yeah, that's what Michael Savage was doing. And, uh, you know, the all of them, all of them, resist... all of them are doing that. All of them are going that oh, way because they? right yeah. now that's the only that's the only place you can go where you can actually hear without any kind of monetary interest uh, controlling what the voices of, of the media are saying. That's that's going to happen. Just watch. Mark my words. I'll give you the last word and we're out. 
Okay, uh, Trump needs to stay in there whichever way the uh, Supremes rule. If they, if they go against him, he needs to stay in there because he's the legitimate president, and he can't leave on the 20th. They need to swear him in. That's reality. He won the election. Well, well, well no, we well, I mean, let me help you right there. I'm just, I got it. No, he can't stay. If our yes, judges can. are, if our, listen, if the Supreme Court collapses and says, I'm not taking, we're not taking the case, we're not going to take the case. And this is what I'm worried about. If they say, no, we're not going to overturn the election. The Republicans should have dealt with this when they saw all of these crazy laws being changed a year in advance. They saw it. The Republicans saw it. They saw it, Mark. And they didn't do anything about it. They left it up to Trump to deal with this. And now Trump is dealing with it post-election. I can see the uh, Supreme Court not actually having the huxpa to actually say we're going to do a re-election in all of the compromised states. That's the best way to do it. Don't do a whole new election. Don't force President Trump back into office. Do a re-election in all of the controversial states. Take out these wicked Dominion machines. Take out this these illegal unconstitutionary measures by which they have implemented uh, mail-in voting and then do it correctly. If that happens, if that happens, then we can see a legitimate process of voting. Then we'll have people being uh, uh, overseers of what's taking place. They'll be able to look at what these uh, wicked uh, election uh, processes are doing, and we can have a fair election. This is about a fair election. If we don't have the ability to prove to the world that America can hold fair elections, we are done with. Listen, thanks for the call. Got to take a hard break. Jermaine, you hold on. Larry, you hold Hold on. Let's see. I think I've got two other lines. Uh, one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. I'll be right back. 